This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Got a great show for you today. As always on Tuesdays, Mark Porter and Bill Curl will join me in just a second. But I need you to know that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. If you're a parent, you know this. There's questions that come up every day that you need help with. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. I know for me sometimes just talking things through with someone is super helpful. We can all get in our own heads and getting out of that state and sharing your thoughts with a person, let alone a trained professional, and getting feedback can bring a ton of clarity to your situation. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. We are thrilled they've become a sponsor. This is a wonderful opportunity for people. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bucknuts and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp dot com slash bucknuts again this episode is sponsored by bucknuts and we are thrilled to have them as a sponsor bringing in my guys here the great bill curlick and mark porter gentlemen recruiting has gone absolutely nuts bill you were the one who predicted kj bolden to florida state i'm kidding it's been a crazy week kj bolden to florida state jeremiah mcclellan commits this week we're still waiting on several others Hello to both of you, and Bill, bring us up to speed on where we are as uh, the front row deals with the home stretch of recruiting. Well, we are getting in the home stretch as far as the recruits that made official visits to Ohio State in June, although uh, not really the total home stretch because we don't know when Brandon Baker is going to announce yet for sure. Uh you know, he has gone back and forth between before the season starts or into the season. 
now it kind of seems like he's going to wait it out at least a little bit longer and do it sometime early in the season to midseason. So we don't know about him for sure yet. We don't know about Kobe Black, the cornerback from Texas, who is continuing to mention Ohio State. Um, Dominic McKinley actually is continuing to mention Ohio State, too. I don't feel particularly good about that one, but uh, as far as Ohio State goes, but he still is mentioning Ohio State. Uh, so then you got Booker Pickett, by the way. You know, he may, he hasn't made his official visit to Ohio State yet. That won't come until the season starts. So uh, while this is somewhat the home stretch, there's still going to be more to talk about uh, once we get by a few more announcements here. And uh, one of those announcements you mentioned, Dan, Jeremiah McClellan will announce on August 13th at 2 p.m. his time at his high school, uh, Ohio State, Missouri, or Oregon there. I have my crystal ball in Ohio State for that one. Uh, Edric Houston. August 22nd, uh, he will announce his decision, and I still have a crystal ball on Ohio State for that one. Um, those would be two huge additions, especially, and I'm not trying to put down McClellan at all because he is a very talented prospect, but Ohio State needs defensive ends. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. So Edric Houston is a huge, huge announcement coming up. Bill, I made a joke to start the show here that you crystal balled K.J. Bolden to Florida State. We need to comment on this just because we spent enough time talking about K.J. Bolden. Uh, Mark did a breakdown of him, and he was, as advertised, one of the best defensive backs in the country. We spoke about him on this show a hundred times. Let me give you the number of times we discussed Florida State. I don't have a cricket sound effect. Otherwise, I would have pushed that button right there. Up until the home stretch, I thought Auburn was the one on the outside coming in. It was thought to be Georgia. There's, and he pulled the Florida State hat, Bill. What do you make of that? And uh, for a bucknutter that followed that recruitment, how would you wrap that one up? Well, um, before I get to that real quick, I did – leave out one announcement, that being Nigel Smith, another defensive end that would look great in Ohio State, scarlet and gray. Uh, I don't, uh, I'm not particularly high on that happening either, but he is announcing September 8th and he did make an official visit to Ohio State. So that's one I left out. Now back to KJ Bolden. Um, uh, in my uh, preview of the um, announcement, I, I mentioned that uh, at one time it looked really pretty good for Ohio State. In fact, when he left Ohio State, there was a lot of confidence at the Woody Hayes facility, and for good reason, that he was going to be a Buckeye. Uh, I had mentioned that um, you know we still had to get through any subsequent visits he made, and he did make one to Auburn uh, right before uh, announcing, doing that at the end of July. He also had been to Florida State many times and so on. So I had to get through any late uh, visits he made, as well as, of course, um, in the NIL day and age. You just never know what's coming at the end. I had to get through that. And as things went on, I, I started feeling less and less confident, to be honest. And in my preview, I had mentioned that I would take the field. And by the field, I meant three schools, Georgia, Florida State, and Auburn. I would take the field versus Ohio State. I didn't know which way he was going to go. I just felt that he was going to go to one of those three schools. And to be honest, I felt like at the end, it was going to be either Georgia or Florida State. It ended up being Florida State. 
Interestingly, um, I talked to a, uh, a recruit yesterday who knows KJ, and he said that uh, he had talked to KJ a few days before the announcement, and he did not even know, a pretty good friend, did not know where he was going. He actually thought that uh, the chances were still good for Ohio State at that time. Uh, so KJ did a really good job of, of not letting people know where he was going to go, but he did. Uh, it's one of those where Bucknutters always say that uh, uh, when you hear Ohio State is the childhood favorite, the dream school, all that, he's not going to Ohio State. Well, in, in this case, you know, KJ Bolden's dream school, childhood favorite, all that was Florida State. He visited there a number of times and he ended up picking the Seminoles. And obviously that one stings because he is at a position of need that being safety. And I want to, want to mention one other thing. High State hasn't got some of these, got the defensive ends yet, uh, and they didn't get them last year either for that matter. Uh, defensive end, if you talk to college coaches, college recruiters, that is one of the very hardest things to find out there, great pass rushing defensive ends. There just aren't that many of them across the country, and the competition for them is fierce. So, uh, finding them has been a struggle for Ohio State. To me, that is Ohio State's biggest, um, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, downfall in recruiting is finding and landing great defensive ends. It's been a struggle. It certainly has been. And the sky is not falling, people. The one thing I don't hear people talking about is what about Georgia losing KJ Bull in the state of Georgia? Can you imagine if someone came into Ohio and took a player of that caliber away from us? We'd be freaking out. So let's keep our uh, cornerback in this class or defensive back. It's just not something I'm going to worry about. I never really thought we were getting KJ Bolden. I wanted him obviously, but that's one of those uh, out there recruitments. Okay. Mark and I spent the, pregame of the show looking at reviewing the pictures of the dude showing up all the freshmen are in the house yesterday was the paparazzi day where the guys come in and we take all the pictures without question the mvp was zach herb street for his t-shirt of white goodman's portrait from a dodgeball behind him that guy that is that made me lol i don't ever write that um the other guy that jumped out to me just from the pictures was arvel reese good lord um Mark, this is a good chance, and Bill, who are some of the youngsters that you think are going to have a chance to produce early on? Um, it could be a guy that hasn't produced yet since he's been there or a freshman, but one of the things these pictures does is reveal how big these dudes get. And like I said, uh, the one guy, another guy that jumped out to me was Will Smith. That guy is going to be a star defensive tackler here at some point. Mark, take it from the top. Who jumped out to you? Who of these guys looks physically ready to go yeah those are two good ones especially arvell because his body was just dying to get into a college program and i think there's more meat on the bone to say with him i think he'll look even bigger and bigger i mean defensive end i guess here we come uh a couple of guys i like i like bontu look at his picture Jaden bontu the safety he looks all dieseled up in the shoulders he looks like he's ready to body rock some people and luke montgomery uh, i saw it in camp and then looking at the picture again, you see the the girth or the the wideness that's you know coming his upper body and his torso where he looks like he's holding a lot of good weight. Uh, I think he's in a good position to help himself out by the way he looks. Um, 
boy, because you know how good these players are already, you don't have to worry about their ability. So you can kind of do the look test. Like if you were just doing this with the general population, you'd say, oh, that guy looks good, but he can't play any ball. These guys look good and they, they can play ball. So yeah, as they were scrolling through there, there's definitely a couple that'll catch your, uh, make you do a double take, especially if you look at some of the legs on some of these guys, that's kind of a down low, you know, you're not always staring at people's legs, but Man, when they've been in the squat rack all summer and they come out thick and that that's what you want to see. Bill, who who is uh one of the guys you've got your eye on? Well, um, one thing I want to say about you mentioned Dan Arvell Reese and uh uh how how he looked and everything and and passing the look test, all that. Uh, I still remember well, half a year to a year ago, uh Ted Ginn Sr. told me he said that I think before all said and done, and probably sooner or later, uh, get Coach Ginn said, I think Arvell Reese is going to end up with his hand down as a defensive end. So that might be one of those defensive ends that uh, uh, that Ohio State needs. It might eventually be Arvell Reese as a down defensive end. You know, he's long, he's growing, he's getting bigger. Um, Ted Ginn thinks that's where he'll end up. And you know, hard to go against Ted Ginn Sr. Who we'd argue. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I also want to mention one other thing, too. Um, you talk about uh, defensive line recruiting. They have struggled on the at the defensive end position. But when you look at defensive tackle, it, they've really done a pretty good job of that overall. Uh, last year, they brought in Will Smith. And Mark and I, we've been banging that drum for a while. This kid's going to be a football player for Ohio State. Will Smith is going to be a good one. Uh uh, they brought him in, Caden McDonald from Georgia. I had one of the uh, Georgia people tell me that uh, they really, really liked him, that they thought he was a havoc causer. It's just that uh, height-wise, they didn't need uh, any more 6-2 type defensive tackles because they had some of those. They wanted to get uh, one or two larger defensive tackles, the 6'4", six, 6'5", six, type guys. And Caden didn't fit that. Otherwise, they really thought he was a good player. Uh, Jason Moore, mm-hmm. yeah, he was a defensive end in high school, but I think he's going to be inside a defensive tackle. You got those three, and then they brought in Tywon Malone via the transfer portal. Don't forget him. So really, Ohio State has restocked the defensive tackle pretty well. Um, now, as far as guys that uh, – either pass the look test or just plain, I think are going to be stars or contribute perhaps sooner rather than later. I think you got to begin with the deep, with the uh, wide receivers. Um, They're just too talented. Carnell Tate lit it, has lit it up. Um, Brandon Ennis, he's just too talented not to play uh, and and be really good at some point. Noah Rogers. um, I had someone tell me in North Carolina, best prospect out of that state that they had seen in 12 years. Um, so you got to start there. Jelani Thurman, tight end. Holy cow. He's a unicorn. He's, he's, he's going to be a great one. And, uh, Malik Hartford, don't forget him at safety. Uh, I think Mark will agree that he is a missile. I mean, and I mean that in a very good way. Um, and then Luke Montgomery, I think he's already looking like he's in going to be in the two deep. So those are some of my guys. We're going to take a quick break, but you mentioned it, Bill, as we go through it. This is a really good class, man. It's really impressive. Jason Moore, like you said, Mark, that was one of the other guys, Mark, and I pointed out, he's not a defensive end. That guy is like your Richard Seymour kind of bigger, longer defensive tackle. And I want to say one more thing about Caden McDonald. I come on here all the time and talk about Gwinnett County. 
and Buford High School and all that stuff in there. Caden McDonald was a defensive player of the year in uh, Gwinnett County. So he's kind of like B.B. Landers, you know, put through a time machine and, and built better. So we're going to take a quick break, come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I've got to mention, gentlemen, that our other sponsor for the show today is Manscaped.com. If you're getting ready for the football season, that doesn't always mean getting ready in, in, in all ways. You've got to get ready down low as well. The premier company for male grooming below the belt. Go to Manscaped.com right now and use the code BUCKNUTS for 20% off and free shipping. Thankfully, they sent us this product. And as I told you, my son was saving money to get it. Ironically, I provided it as a gift, which made me a better parent. And he is now all cleaned up for college. Talks about how Manscaped is fire. I learned that fire means good. So everything is going well. And of course, if we're going to advertise it on here, we need you to take advantage of it as well. Go to manscaped.com and use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off and free shipping. You can see those of you who are watching, it's underneath the banner there. And I will say the product is impressive. It comes with a whole array of oils and creams and lotions. You've never treated yourself so well. Now, let's get back to football. Gentlemen, your travel budget at Bucknuts better be expanded because we got to go out to LA. We got to go to Eugene, Oregon. We got to go to some other places in the West Coast that I've never been. Seattle being one of them. There's some others out there. The Pac-12 is no longer. It is now the Pac-4, soon to be the Pac-2. And if you are at Oregon State or Washington State, you are in the process of probably decommitting and freaking out. But anyway, Mark, we'll start with you. Those are four powerhouse West Coast programs. Washington, as we were growing up, was the best of the best out there with Don James. Oregon, Ohio State beat Oregon to win the national championship. UCLA. Hasn't really had their day in football, but they are a quite a brand, and USC speaks for itself. What do you make of them joining the conference? Do you think this will hurt, help Ohio State on the recruiting trail? Hurt, help Ohio State in their quest to be a national champion? Your general vibe on the Pac Big Ten, 14, 16, 18, whatever the heck it ends up. Yeah, I think once uh, the sticker shock wears off, and that may take a while, uh, I think it's better. Um, I think college football is headed to a new day. I mean, people have a college coach told me this eight or 10 years ago and I didn't believe him. He goes, you're going to see college football go again in the two tiers and the Mac and smaller schools like that'll be, you know, like, uh, the FCS. And he was right. I mean, this was, this is really happening. And, you know, 
I think it's actually going to be cool to take trips out to those places and have our teams playing out in those places. Uh, it's going to be like the NFL. I mean, everything's a three or four hour plane ride. I mean, no different than a bus ride for a lot of schools. So once you get over the travel component, and for most of us, it's just going to be the weather on the TV is all the changes for us. Uh, we're just going to see palm trees in the background a few times a year. Uh, I think it's great. Those teams are uh, the best of the best they brought over. I mean, it's obviously what they were going for, a premier conference that, you know, the, the champion of this conference is going to carry weight. And it, and it looks like that's what this whole playoff system's going to, you know, how they're going to filter these teams into the brackets and, you know, playing. And I'm sure they're going to divide. I mean, I don't know exactly the details, if they're out there, how they're going to play these leagues and where the championships are going to be played and all that stuff. But I think bigger is better. And I think it's going to be really cool. I think the, the, you know, the Rose Bowl has become irrelevant. So playing, you know, that champion out there used to be like, oh, we're playing the West Coast champion. Now you get a shot at them probably a couple times during the regular season. Um, it's, it's a lot to take in, though. I, I don't think I've fully digested it. I'm just trying to be a sport about it and say, okay, the traditionalists that like 10 teams in the Big Ten and a lot of those rivalries – uh, I think the people that it really benefits isn't so much Ohio State. It's like Rutgers, yep. Indiana, Northwestern, uh, Purdue. You know that their profile has now been raised a little bit. You know, and it's all, they're almost lucky that they didn't get swapped out for those teams in a way. Yeah. Is kind of the way I look. You know, was thinking, oh boy, I see what they're doing here, but there's some teams down at the bottom here, even a Maryland or someone that you know. Well, boy, they really got into the Big Ten at the right time. Well, no, there's no question. You can now – like, if you're a Northwestern now, you can go to these kids in California who are fantastic football players and fantastic students and sell them on playing in front of their family. And you just couldn't do that before, and that changes everything. Bill, Brandon Baker is locked in a battle with, we think, Oregon and Ohio State. That's a Big Ten battle now. Does that have any effect on his recruitment? And what's your thoughts on the whole deal? I've mentioned Texas there too with with Brandon Baker, but yeah, that, yeah, they, uh, but Oregon, you know, Oregon and Ohio State are definitely, in my opinion, very much in there, along with, as I mentioned, Texas. But uh, yeah, when I look at it um, from a high state standpoint, they are one of the, if not the big dog, in almost all all, all battles. And you know, when things change, I generally think that. Uh, Ohio State is going to figure out a way to make this in their favor, so to speak, if they don't, if it's not already in their favor. And in the case of um, recruiting in California versus, well, then you say the California kids are going to recruit here in Ohio. Well, realistically, uh, the, the number of really top kids that in my career that I've seen go from Ohio to California has been to a California college has been pretty darn small. Uh, vice versa, I've seen a lot of really good California kids come to Ohio State in that period, a lot more than with the other direction. So I think it's going to benefit Ohio State. The population base in California is just so much bigger than, than, than Ohio. Uh, there are so many kids out there. And now those kids and their families and their parents um, you know, I'm going to have the Big Ten at Ohio State even more on their radar screen. Um, the one other thing I'd say is that uh, uh, the travel, I think you mentioned it, Dan, the travel 
Um, and I know a lot of people don't care about the smaller sports, but if you're a softball player or a volleyball player or a baseball player and, and all the travel and all that, it's, uh, as, as my uh, co-worker too said, Pat uh, McMurphy, what about the travel for us beat writers, as he put it? Uh, for everyone, the travel is going to be a lot more fierce. You know, I, that, I thought about that travel, and it's a three-, four-hour car ride to some of those Big Ten schools you guys got to take every weekend. So you're on a jet. Yeah. So what's the difference? You know, like Everything. when you really become an adult about it, now you got to stay overnight something you stayed overnight before. It was in Bloomington or it was in, you know, Chicago, but – so the travel with the way people travel now, I, I don't know if that's as big as a hurdle as it used to be, but I, but I do agree with what Bill said. The population in California produces more prospects, more eyes are going to be open there. And similarly to Ohio State, Michigan games, you know, Michigan winning that a couple years in a row now, you've seen their recruiting profile in Ohio perk up, right? There's been no doubt that they had no recruits from Ohio for about 10 years and all of a sudden, they got four or five last year, and they're working on four or five this year. If Ohio State goes and loses to those schools out there or beats them, take down USC, take down Oregon, now you fly out to their home state and say, hey, we're clearly better. You should definitely be going here instead of there. That's a logic that's very linear that, hey, you know, we're the better team. So that's going to be established. There's going to be a pecking order in these conferences established, which is going to reflect how recruiting goes. On that travel uh, thing, uh, don't forget, though, uh, once you do your four-hour-plus plane ride, you get in Los Angeles, you may have a two-plus-hour, three-plus-hour <laughs> drive-in traffic. I'm, don't forget I'm, that. I'm usually the glass-half-empty guy. <laughs> I'm trying to be half-full here, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I, it travels, travels, travel to me. Five, four or five dead hours of mindless whatever is, you know, traveling to me, whether it's a playing car, you know, blah, blah, blah. To me, travel doesn't have much of an effect on football. Uh, it's the other sport. Let me combine the two here and do beat writer and team in one vibe. The best gig in sports writing is covering the NFL. You get paid the most, and you're only gone eight weekends of the year if your team doesn't make the playoffs, and it's the weekend. If you cover the Cincinnati Reds, you're on the road for 81 games a year away from your family and stuff like that. So that's a completely different animal. My question is like the, you know, like the Rutgers volleyball at Washington volleyball games in the middle of the week. It's going to get a little uh, – a little spread out there. Football the, the, is really no big deal. It's one, you, it's every, it's worst case scenario when you're on the road three Sundays in a row. I mean, does Ohio State even have three games in a row on the road? I guess I should know the schedule given I work here, but I don't think it has much of an effect on travel for football and basketball. When people say that, those dudes are, those dudes are never home. Basketball, and I, I don't want to go offline here, but I'll bet a lot of the basketball players are taking their classes online. So, the real guys uh, that are going to get hit is like Purdue field hockey and, uh, you know, Oregon basket weaving. Those things are, are screwed. You but, know, what? Those, those teams were traveling and missing classes too. Fair. You know, I mean, they oh, still they still had the, the Tuesday games for forever where they had to be in Chicago and they were missing classes. It's, sure. it, it is going to be a headache, but I don't want it to be this like, oh, it's life changing. It's, it's, it can't be done. I, they're going to get through it, but those are the sports that took the, 
the L. And we don't cover recruiting field hockey that much here, Bill. I know that's kind <laughs> of like your side gig. You have your own facts line still for that, but uh, <laughs> that's going to affect recruiting for all the Olympic sports. For football and basketball, I don't think for any look, the rich get richer at Ohio State. We know this always. Anytime there's a rule change, they somehow take advantage of it because they're the top dog. There's a couple of good questions in here I want to ask. Here we go. Mika Hanna, one of, if not our best. Are there any new safeties or defensive ends we should keep an eye on for 24? And what are the chances Marquise Lightfoot flips? Bill, let's let's tie in the Marquise Lightfoot question here and answer that one first. There's a lot of tomfoolery and hijinks surrounding Miami's program right now. Their major donor uh, could be have could have less money going forward than he had previously, which will affect their NIL. Do you think Marquise Lightfoot flips back? And are there any other defensive ends we should keep an eye on? Not necessarily new names, but the Booker Pickett's of the world. Well, I mentioned this uh, in one of my columns. Um, I was told by a good source that, um, first of all, Lightfoot is still committed to Miami. He's not. Uh, on the verge of decommitting or anything else. He is still committed to Miami. Uh, I don't anticipate uh, in two days from now he's going to decommit. But I, I was told by a source that uh, uh, don't expect him to make visits to other schools unless he decommits. He's he's probably not going to just go off and start visiting other schools as a Miami commitment. Now, having said that, Ohio State is still very much on him. They are still recruiting him. Um, as you mentioned, you know, we'll see what happens with Miami, what happens with their season. What, you know, you mentioned the booster and all that. We'll see what happens. I don't rule out him decommitting. And if he were to decommit, I think uh, oh, one of the first and foremost schools he's, he would visit would be Ohio State. That was a difficult decision for him. Even on the day that he announced his decision, there was a possibility that that decision uh, could get de- delayed or whatever. So, you know, that... I, that's something to keep an eye on. But I think the first step for him, uh, from what I'm told, would be to decommit. And again, I'm not saying he's going to decommit. He is. Uh, he was. He went to Miami for their uh, uh, end of July event and came home very happy with things. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And you mentioned Booker Pickett. We've got him out there still. He's not a defensive end, hand hand in the gra- hand in the dirt type guy right now. He is a linebacker who can be used very much so as a pass rusher. He is going to make an official visit to Ohio State. Uh, They did add Nigel Glover, by the way, to the program. Um, I think he's a potential Jack guy uh, for Ohio State. So, um, you know, they've got to, you know, they've got to come up with some more possibilities. If Edric Houston stays with what I think, uh, he where he is at right now, that being a high state, that would be absolutely huge for the Buckeyes. All right, last question. And we're going to go to pops up here for me. Oh, Dan, I forgot. She meant whoever asked that question mentioned their safeties. Uh, I had an article yesterday um, about uh, the kid from Rockledge, Florida, uh, that uh, definitely is interested in in visiting Ohio State. So. Uh, a safety that was committed to Georgia at one point, that if they want him to make an official visit to Ohio State, uh, he will do so. We'll keep it locked on that. Mark, we'll finish with this. I have to say this is my greatest concern for the team. Obviously, we're very high on the Buckeyes, but offensive line, given their roster right now and the experience, probably the biggest question. Mark Hines, 
Offensive line is very shaky, and he's talking about how this will affect the quarterback battle. Kyle McCord and Devin, Ra- Devin Brown will be running for their lives. They will need Brown's mobility and scrambling. Your thoughts on the offensive line as we head into the season? Uh, I think we have five that will get it done. I worry about the depth. And uh, at his point where, okay, we need a guy that can scramble because he's going to catch the snap and go, oh, my God, here they come and take off. Um, the elite quarterbacks, and think NFL when you think this, their processing is what helps them with the bad offensive line. Their ability to pre-snap, see the coverage, understand the read, understand that, hey, here's my quickest way to get rid of the ball if I do feel that early pressure. And I uh, think Tom Brady dumping it to James White and then Leonard Fournette 80, 90 times a year. Think of uh, Peyton Manning dropping it off. You know, a lot of those guys know where that quick outlet is or the short flat guy is. And I think if this does become a porous offensive line, mobility helps, but running for your life hasn't won any Super Bowls, okay, or college chip. The, the guys that can process and deliver the mail – you know, a step before they get pulverized, that that's the special trait. I hope it doesn't get that far. I think we're just a little nervous about the offensive line right now because we haven't seen it together. Right. Uh, I think we'll be fine. I think we do have five or six high-quality Ohio State O-line that will look like any other great O-line we have. But just give these names uh, time to marinate, and, you know, the, the meal will be good. Could not agree more. Could not appreciate these guys more. Jalen Hayward, by the way, is the kid. Jalen Hayward, sorry, I forgot to uh, – I said the kid um, that decommitted from Georgia. That was Jalen Hayward from Rockledge, Florida. We always like to get players who were once committed to Georgia. As we know, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama are battling out for top average for recruit. And for those of you who think the sky is falling, Ohio State is leading that right now. Of all colleges – they're ranked number two in recruiting and have the highest average per recruit. So let's uh, dodge all that shrapnel coming from above. The sky is not falling, people. Our guys will be back on Thursday. Today, keep it locked in here. We get the safeties. So if you wanted to hear from anyone who plays safety at Ohio State, you'll hear from them today. Camp is not open, but the guys are there. Have a good one, Buckminers. Set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.